conversate for a few. Hustle, welcome. Man, they had to send me Hustle from Raleigh, live from NC With your hosts, John and Allen Relate to the two You are now listening to Conversate for a few Check it on SoundCloud, debate with your crew They talking hip-hop from the late to the new From July till June end No Fridays for me, tune in Please listen to this podcast 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 Please listen to this podcast. 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 Conversate for a few. Welcome to the next episode of Conversate for a Few. I'm Jonna. I'm Alan. This is not a podcast about classical music. Absolutely is not. This is a podcast about hip hop. What we doing today, bro? Uh, we talking photography and hip hop. Uh, okay. Which is, a, which is a really a loaded subject to cover in just one uh, show. You know what I mean? But we'll get too much of it as we can and make some connections that I think many of the Futane clan and other listeners probably aren't uh, familiar with. Yeah, because I definitely know in my research, um, I discovered some things that I just was not aware of. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. it, it makes me kind of wish that there were a liner notes for the photography that we saw throughout the years. Um, right. But we'll, you know what I'm saying? But we'll get to all of that. Uh, before yeah. we get to all of that, though, I want to um, introduce our uh, esteemed and special guest. Bro, if you go back maybe two to three episodes with Drew's, uh this man came up on the con- uh, the conversation and literally we titled him the GOAT. You know what I mean? The goat right. photographer. You know what I'm saying? Uh, at least the goat that we know. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. Yeah, I, yeah. The best one I know for a fact. You know what I mean? So, and I can say I met this man in, in in college. I went later in life, you know what I'm saying? And got there and found a kindred spirit, somebody that I could look to um, for inspiration and look up to for the way they were carrying themselves because they were there before me. So I kind of, you know, kind of learned to lay the land by watching this man and how he was moving. I don't know if he know that. But uh, new mm-hmm. to me, bro. New to me. Yeah, I, I figured that. That's I figured up, that. Man. But um, we talking about none other than Chris Charles, man. Uh, photographer, the great for sure. The 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 what would we call it? What's the word we looking for? Um, the polymath. Polymath, yeah. Yeah, the polymath is is uh, he's an artist in a lot of different realms, man. So it's a pleasure and an honor to have him on the show. Yeah, man. Yeah, I appreciate that, man. I definitely. <laughs> Appreciate the invite, man. I've been, like I said, been 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 watching what you've been doing, man, and I'm a follower, a fan. You know, it's all about the culture. But you know, like you said, going back, back in the day, man. I like I saw the same thing in you as far as came to spirits. You know what I mean? And us, we were both older students and trying to navigate our way and do our thing. And I even remember, you know, just the, all the conversations we had. You know what I mean? I always yeah, looked at, you know, your your aesthetic. You you just had good taste. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? That's, that's important. I mean, that's, that's important. I was a designer. Yeah. I think you were doing web design, right? Yeah, for okay. sure. Okay. You know, same, same, same ballpark, same type of energy, but definitely um, been following your work over these years, man. It's on 10 plus years, I think. 10 years, I think. Just yeah, about, it's wild, man. right? And um, yeah. time flies, man, but you're doing great, man. I'm proud of you, brother. So I appreciate, appreciate being it, here, man. man. 
Hey, appreciate that. Appreciate having you, and, and appreciate the friendship and the, and the tutelage. Uh, before we even get down the road, I want to um, there's one more thing I want to say. That uh, if you know me, and I say Abe, and there is most people know this. Finish the sentence, but there are no Fridays, mm-hmm. right? Most people know that. I will say this: you were the first person to tell me to go with. Yep. That. I didn't even the think first I, like person. you just triggered that memory. We was you came to the crib. I sure and, did. I was wondering if you yep, remember. You came that. to the crib and yep. was chopping it up, man. You and I thought that was the most genius shit ever. You know what I mean? Because because yeah. I was already kind of on my yeah. freelance grind and I already related to that heavy. You know what I, mean? I was like, hey, yeah, I ain't no I was, you know, like whenever I, I'm off, I'm off. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Facts. Yeah. So when you love your work, you you work. Absolutely, it. absolutely, man. You know? So yo, yeah, yeah, that was like that was a turning point. You know, yeah, you was definitely the first person to, to put the battery in my back about That's that. Crazy. You know what I mean? Because I was, I was using it, but I wasn't. You know what I mean? I wasn't serious with yeah. it. But I took it serious after you told me that. I was like, okay, I believe if he believes it's something, then I believe it might be yeah. something. Yeah, you know what you mean? So I, I appreciate of course, that, bro. Of course, man. It's like I low key smile that. every time I see see that. <laughs> like you know what I'm saying? Because I always because it doesn't like, the impact, and that's what's so dope about it. You know what I mean? That that, mm-hmm. that that's like that's gonna continue to be a thing. It's not gonna just die out because it's whack or you know. Yeah, it, it don't fitting. it don't phase. Yeah, because everybody yeah, that's on the grind is gonna definitely be able to relate to that. So mm-hmm. always, that's dope. Yeah, hell yeah. Well, now we got the flowers out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We done handed out some flowers. Where you want to start, Alan? What you want to? Um, I know you've been researching like Ooh. I have, bro. Um. um Let's let's just start with um, some out al- some one of one of your favorite album covers that you found out about. Ooh, Ooh. um, that you found the photographer that did the artwork and uh, one of the did, one of my yeah. favorites, and I sent it to you, Chris, last week. We even talked about doing mm-hmm. it. Was the uh, is the Illmatic yeah. cover? Yep. And I didn't know. That Nas's Illmatic cover, you know the the iconic, his his childhood picture with Queensbridge superimposed, if that if that's the right word, in the background. Mm-hmm. But I realized, or I learned, in research for this episode, that that album cover was actually a um, not a remake, but it was inspired by by a photo from a jazz um artists years 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 before so finding that really blew my mind i was like and i'm trying to find her name and that's crazy i hadn't i, I didn't even know I, I didn't know that that was so new to me you know what i mean so you i mean me it on. was new to me it i mean blew my mind i wasn't ready for that right me, me either but but um it was like it was the cover for um mm-hmm. jazz it album, was right? and i'm about to tell you what and, it was as soon as i can find it yeah, when you sent me that, now that I ain't gonna front, that blew my mind. Um, but it made so much sense when you think about it, because mm-hmm. um, of course the way Illmatic cover looked, but also because knowing uh, the influ- how Nas was influenced early by jazz and his father being a jazz musician. True, Oludara, and, yep. and of course, yeah. right, and of course on the album. Um, one of the hit songs off their life's a bitch at the end his dad is playing the saxophone sure. the, the name of that album is a child is born howard hanger um 
Yeah. Exactly. 1974. Yeah. yeah. That's crazy. Insane. Wow, man. So, I mean, it, just, it goes to show, show, even when you talk about culture in general, like, it, it's not much new. You know what I'm saying? Like, we can just reinvent things and flip them. But, mm-hmm. like, if you see something that's fly, somebody probably already did it a while ago. <laughs> that is <laughs> we just We just catch it up. Right. And it just, right. it, that yeah. is and my pops used to say that years ago. You know what I mean? He was like, watch them bell bottoms come back when I used to clown it. Right? We ran them old bell bottoms. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And then, like, like what was it, like the 90s, flare bottom jeans started to pop up. Then they got the boot cut. Anyway. Everything comes yeah. and goes, and it's like a full circle situation. So that's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah, and it it's yeah. exactly. I mean, it's but it's so hip hop. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's so hip hop to mm-hmm. sample something, not do it exactly the same, but to sample it. it and it's paying homage because when you find out about it, it only makes you love what was sampled even Absolutely. more. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I'm gonna go listen to this uh, Tyler sure. Born yeah. album now. Yeah. Right. I mean, yeah, even the right. title of the record, A Child exactly. is Born, that even gives more impact to the, to the Illmatic project. You know what I mean? Because exactly. I'm looking at this picture right. now, exactly. I'm looking at the name A Child is Born, and it just, it works. It's just like, it could, that could have been the name of the album. That could have <laughs> you know been the name of the album. Like, history yeah. would have been changed, yeah. but imagine if Illmatic was called A Child is Born. It would have been just as epic yeah. to me, because right. Illmatic doesn't mean anything. Right. That was just a saying. I mean... That's just this. If he he made it. He gave it all the meaning. Yeah. But a child is born. Yeah. With him, with his yeah, baby picture on almost, the cover, it, meant, it would mean it might more. almost uh, become a. It almost becomes a more impactful yeah. album. Yeah. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. nuts. Yeah. Um. So, matter of fact, Chris, talk to me about some of the uh, the the your favorite artwork for albums and then some of the favorite work that you've done for albums okay yeah man you know it's ironic because like one of my favorite album covers is actually not a photograph it's a, um mm. it's just ice back to the old school come huh? on with, with it with the graffiti artwork mantronics production <laughs> yeah you know what I mean? wow and i still have that i have an original copy of that and and something about it just resonated with me. And I think because it was a combination of that beat, um, I think that was a, it was a title track, I think. I think it was. But anyway, it, it had um, some crazy beat to it that Mantronics mm. did. And um, anyway, that that is probably, like, as far as hip-hop, one of my favorite album covers ever. Because, that is crazy. Because in New York at the time, a lot of cats were tagging. And I, I was I used to tag back in the day too. And every that style of artwork was this style that you saw every day when you walked outside or you got on the train. Mm. You know what I mean? So it was it was just like that, you know, hood graffiti. And um all the details was that even had the gold for justice gold teeth in there and had had the NPC. It was crazy, man, you know. So um that was probably my favorite joint. <laughs> um what's another one, man? Um I would say just I'm for a, the sheer mm-hmm. ir- irony of it, man, old dirty bastard, his joint with the mm-hmm. welfare card. The, on uh, exactly, that, exactly, yeah, for sure. Midnight Marauders, you know. Midnight Marauders is definitely one yeah, of them. I mean, that's when I really kind of started paying mm-hmm. attention more to hip hop artwork, as far as like reading liner notes and all of that. That definitely because I was just trying to figure out who these artists were that they were sampling back in, back then. So, it, yep, just yep. the color palette and everything. But yeah. 
it's funny because the Just Ice Back to the Old School cover, mm-hmm. right? That you, I wasn't mm-hmm. up on that. I don't think I got on Just Ice until the album after that, Cool and Okay. Because okay. that's, I recognize that cover. That's yeah. nuts. So let me ask you a question. You live your whole life up, up north? Yeah, pretty much, man. I mean, when I was a kid, we used to go back and forth um, between Brooklyn and Jamaica because I got family over there. But yeah, mostly, yeah, New York pretty much is it, man. Brooklyn. So, okay, yeah, that makes sense. The the statement that we was talking about earlier about having the cameras and people, this was, I think this was before we even started the show. Yeah, yeah. So maybe we need to uh, go back and yeah. let people understand what we was talking about. And, um, uh, and, okay. I want to do things a little in a little bit of order. So I want to remind myself to go back to the beginning and, and talk about missing something in the era, right? But before I do that, I want to know what your favorite album cover was, Alan. Mm. My, see, it, that's, yeah, that's a pretty hard pretty hard question well maybe not <laughs> because my bias leans me toward my favorite well, album exactly you know what I'm so, saying? Yeah. even though it's not so my maybe favorite. not exactly I, okay I, mm-hmm. yeah most the one that impacted no, you the say, most um, um i would say mob mm. Deep, um the because mm. that kind of like for me just captured the that moment in time what was what where I was in developing, you yeah. know what I mean, as a younger adult, right, a young uh, uh, developing teen, but also just mm-hmm. hip hop wise, mm-hmm. it was like that was like uh, that helped shape the era in which I started making music. Okay, I- so it was like one of the most important. Uh, Covers because that represent everything in the in that picture was was like symbolic of everything that was like the staple of hip hop at the time, like from the the dress, mm. what they were wearing, you know, what I mean the mm-hmm. posing, the how they were styled, you know. Yeah, everything. I think it's hmm. that's one of the just just the way saying it right. What I was a What's going through my head is is like I almost feel like we missed it. We we're not gonna get the era. We're not gonna get to see the era in hip hop where you purchase the album. We're never gonna purchase hip hop based on what the album cover looked like. I guess is what I'm trying to say. There was an era where we went into a record store, and a lot of us. If you was buying records to sample, if you was buying old vinyl, or you was doing anything, uh, yeah, then yeah. what that album cover said to you, mm-hmm. what that photography spoke to you, influenced whether you bought that album yeah. or not. Yeah. And I think, mm-hmm. you know, hip hop is maybe a generation removed. And maybe we'll maybe it'll happen. You know, we didn't live through it, but hip hop will get old enough for it to happen in hip hop. You know, um, so maybe yeah. I, I just started thinking about the importance of these album covers because I mean it's like when we ask about which ones are our favorites, a lot of times it goes to the, the our favorite albums or the ones that impacted us yeah. during the era. I think that's kind of what our album, what our uh, 
answers yeah. led to. But when I went through my dad's records, I didn't have any connection to those people. Gotcha. You see what I'm gotcha. saying? So it was the it was yeah. the, it was the covers that spoke to me, or the ones that I put the needle on first. Right. So that so you was well in a strange way you that the artwork you know what I mean was more influential. The artwork to was a, the, mm-hmm. then of of the albums that you did have in the connection. They were part of the story because they. They they started telling the story before I dropped the needle on the joint. Yeah, that, that that's that's facts. I definitely I can relate to that for sure. And and I think the greatest ones in hip hop do the same. I think this greatest photography in hip hop does the same. It did. It did. You know, like yeah. you know, like like you spoke about, Chris, the uh old Dirty Bastards album cover, that artwork, the 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 way that was put together, the photography, the the uh, the welfare card, the audacity to use it, all of that spoke to what you were yeah. about to hear when you dropped yeah, the needle. Yeah, you, know, you knew this cat was like, mm-hmm. this cat is off the rails right now. I, I don't know, like he, you know what I'm saying? So you got to be a special kind of dude, <laughs> and you know it's gonna be some special yep. shit you about to hear when you see a, somebody welfare card. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I mean, so it, it was on brand. Facts. It was on brand. <laughs> it was on brand. And- it exactly is what yeah. it was. It was on yeah. brand. And uh, okay, so I think we got the answers. Now I want to know about some of the your favorite ones that you've done. Yeah, so um, let me think, man. Um, I think one of my favorite ones was actually <clears throat> it's a couple actually. It's a, there's one by it's a jazz artist I did. It was um, Brian Horton. It was for his album a couple okay. of years ago. I, I, actually, it's not a hit; it's a jazz record, of course. But the 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 photography, the cover was an abstraction, like it was a motion blur portrait of him, and mm. and it was a combination of painting. You know what I'm saying? So it was a paint, like some some colors of like splatters of color, kind of mixed in and superimposed over the photograph. That was a dope one. Like, so as a personal favorite, and the other one was probably. Um, Probably the the foreign exchange joint, love and flying colors, and okay. for me it was because of the more so the circumstances that I took the photo under. You know, what I mean, I was actually in a moving cab in New York, <laughs> driving in on the street. Wow. And I just I'm, you know, I was that dude that always had a camera in his hand, and I'm in I'm in the city. You know, what I mean, I'm like I'm snapping pictures and something about the sky and the way the buildings hit, and I saw a flock of birds flying. And I just, you know, aimed up and started started snapping. And one of those pictures was like it just just resonated with me. And um, whenever I work on like projects with the foreign exchange, for example, like me and Tay, we always like we we like just just chop it, chop it up. You know what I'm saying? And I think I think he might have seen that photo at a at an art show or something like that. And he bought a print. You know what I mean? Like yeah. showed some love and bought a print. But then when we were talking about the album, fast forward. I sent him the picture and he was like, that's it. He said, that's it. It's like, no, no, no other conversation. Like, that's a cover right there, bro. You know what I'm saying? So that was yeah. because of the simplicity as a designer of that process, number one, but also I'm still tripping how I got that shot in a moving cab in New York City. <laughs> he was, and caught oh, like three birds flying over the, the <laughs> that's city what I'm, I'm, 
Yeah, I'm okay. looking at it. I was I'm about right to ask now. you, are you crazy. looking at it, Alex? I was about, I'm looking I knew you at would it. Be. Yeah, yeah. Like, I knew yeah. you would be. Nah, for I sure. am too. This is dope. You, you know me. I love the typography. Yeah. I love the simplicity. But it's crazy, like, though, because what, what was dope about like working with yeah. them is because, you, I don't know if you know Frank William Miller, Jr., FWMJ. He's the brother that don't. kind of did the first like graphic. He did uh, the Connected album cover, you know? And this is, okay. this is actually really relevant because okay. when I first heard that album and I saw the graphics, the graphics were actually a recreation of an old Herbie Hancock album cover. And it was you know, a couple kissing at a park ah, against a fence with the, okay. like, the sun setting behind the beautiful cover. But something about the aesthetic of that album, the old one and the, you know, the foreign exchange version resonated with me, you know what I'm saying? Because it was real simple and clean and it focused on the photography mm -hmm. and the, the way they treated the, the typography was unobtrusive. You feel me? It was out the way. You could read it. It was clear, clean, and the photo was dope. You know what I'm saying? And I said, if I do yeah. album covers, that's what I want to do. And fast forward, I wound up doing these shits. You know what I mean? So it was kind of crazy how that album yeah. was, and that was their aesthetic. You know what I'm saying? Anyway, it was, it was just dope kind of being able to work with people that like we speak in the same language, you know what I mean? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. They get it. Exactly. Yeah, this is this is incredible, incredible work though. Yeah, I appreciate that. It's so a picture does so. Yeah, it's, it's perfect. perfect. You know what I mean? It's perfect. It's perfect when you read the name of the album, and I'm big on like stuff of like continuity. I believe it should be continuity from the, you know, what I mean, of course, from the recording side of the album from you know, concept to con like from song to song, this should be like a thread that ties the, it all, the, the whole project together. Uh, but even from the artwork should tie into it, the yeah. theme, yeah. kind of the theme of the album. It should, like when I look at the photography, when I look at the name of the album, um, the title of the album and this picture, it's like the yeah, perfect man, picture for Yeah, man, I was like mm -hmm. serendipity for real, you know? And it was just like, yeah. I'm that guy, like I just take pictures, so I, I have a, a cloud obsession. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I keep I keep a catalog of like high <laughs> okay. photographs yeah. of clouds for just for my own personal nice. you know joy. I don't oh, know, whatever. Okay. You know what I'm saying? So that's when that kind of came in handy right, because right. the rest of the album we wound up doing a vinyl, a vinyl uh digi like not a digi pack, but a you know, like a, a what's it, four panel joint that opens up. So I had a mm -hmm. whole collection that we used in conjunction with that mm. cover to kind of make the whole package and it all kind of fit seamlessly because it was, you know, the, the theme of the blue and the colors and all of that. So it turned out really yeah. good, man. You know what I mean? But that, that's probably definitely one of my favorite joints. I, I could see why that would be one of your favorite joints. The, um, did, it's a joint I just saw where Call It Home and Pity, is that a part of the scene? Yeah, that was a, um, all, all the singles pretty much were, were themed the same. You know what I'm saying? So all the singles they dropped, all the artwork okay. they did was going to be kind of that same cloud, air, airy. Cloud. Yeah. And it, yeah, it's your all, also? Most of the joints that okay. I did recently, there's all my photography in there. Yeah. Okay. Dope. That is absolutely nuts. It just makes me, seeing the execution of this makes me realize, well, it makes, it further drives home the point that I should have changed the name of Carrington's album to Carrington and not mess with the artwork at all and just did that oh, front facing yeah, shot yeah, that yeah. you shot. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I still you know I what still I mean? love that song like, you did, man. Like, I still I, I love did that too much. I, whew, I was telling Alan about that before we got on, bro. Like yeah. and that was an enjoyable day, man. You made us feel at home. You made us feel good. 
you made us feel like professionals. Um, nah, it was fun, man. I had a great beautiful. time. Yeah, you know. And we all doing what we love. Fun. That's what makes it beautiful. Just for this. You know what I'm saying? I mean, we all in our good space. That is absolutely a fact. Just getting it in. I, I, that's, that's what I live for right there. It's all love. Yeah. Um, just to give the people some background. So, um, Writer's Block Music Group, the production company that I uh, have been a part of since uh, 1999, 98, 99. Um, one, of, one of our members completed a project of his own. Uh, Carrington did a, a full album. I think it's maybe 14 or 16 songs he got completed. And we went to uh, Chris Charles for the artwork and for all our promo photos and he invited us in man and set us up lovely he was like let's get some music playing while we listen while we doing this and we put the album on and uh the vote of confidence again that you gave us when you heard the music you was like yo are we listening <laughs> yo, to yo this? yo i mean the record the record was really good the record was really good i was like yo this is yeah, fine, i appreciate right? that yeah you definitely gave us so you put another battery and I back, you know, um, but it, it we definitely appreciate it. We left there feeling a, a type of way, you know, like we had, like we had something. Um, and we definitely knew we had the artwork that we needed. That's what's up, man. Yeah, for sure. I mean, that artwork is awesome. still working to this day. And yeah, and matter of fact, matter of fact, when we first, I didn't know much about, I was actually under a whole bunch of, no excuses, but I was in a whole bunch of stress, undue stress, actually, that I didn't have to put on myself at the time. But when we were sending all that work out, we was promoting that album, it was probably, I know, a good six months before I realized that I wasn't tagging you. In oh, okay. I, I probably didn't realize, man. It's all good. I don't know if you, I, mean, I don't know if you ever did, but I just wanted to apologize and say, damn, I should have been doing that. And when I realized, nah, I wasn't like, tripping. that was messed up. Nah, bro. Nah, yeah, nah, you man. know what I mean? I wasn't even tripping. I probably had my own stress <laughs> I was dealing with anyway, you know, <laughs> life, you feel me? Yeah. But that's just something that's necessary, especially when I'm thinking about the fact that liner notes, you know what I'm saying, need to exist more for the yeah. photography that we see today. Um, it's just, it's just the thing that, you know, it crossed my mind. Then and if we having this conversation, well, no, don't man. make no sense it's not to bring up, it up. Man. It's all up, you know. For sure. Um, man, oh, you ain't, you you ain't in your um, your favorite album cover, did you? I don't think you did. Nah, nah, nah. What, what you working? I did. Ooh, it's it's probably hip hop. It's probably. Mm. It's probably takes some takes some niggas okay. okay. That one, you know what I mean? Because like that one, like I said, that I think that's one of the albums that pretty that changed the trajectory mm -hmm. of your life mm -hmm. for me. You know what I mean? That that changed things. Whether I, whether you could see it outwardly or not, that changed the way I thought about things. Um. So that album, that album cover, I spent mm -hmm. a lot of time with it. Mm -hmm. You know. Um. Other than that, you know, it's probably not. Mm. NWA's album cover did it too. Okay. That first one, the straight yeah. out of Compton one, uh, and and the funny thing with that album cover, I think that changed photography and videography forever in hip hop, because 
people caught on to the fact that it looked more menacing to have everybody looking down at the camera. You saw that shit a yeah. lot after that. Yeah, and it's funny because I remember when I first, I think I might have been in college, and the first time, my first attempt at college, <laughs> I was mad young, and I remember thinking, damn, niggas look like they're looking at a dead body or something. <laughs> Yo, I thought that today. I thought that today. I had that thought today. Well, they got somebody looking up in a bad position. You know what I'm saying? So that was... Yeah, somebody So, so like, work. you think about art direction, that, like, how, how important is that? You feel me? Well, that's... Like, somebody actually right. probably was intentional about that. Like, yo, this is what we should do because of so-and-so and so-and-so. You know? Yeah. And it worked. Go ahead. I'm sorry. And I... Mm. Nah, nah, it, that is not nah, what um, what he's saying yeah. is absolutely yeah, true because yeah. it helps to tell the story. It helps to tell the story, and I'm looking at that that album cover, and mm-hmm. it's funny because Easy mm-hmm. is holding a gun. Yep, pointing down. So it's like <laughs> it can't really get more dangerous than that. You on your back with four or five right. standing over you, facing yeah, the down the barrel. Intimidating album cover ever, probably at that time. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I guess what it was intended to do, you know, that's what's up. Yeah. Right. But, but, but like, um, but like the, the, the title of the foreign exchange album you did the cover for, this is the same thing straight out of Compton. When you, you look at what's going on in that picture yeah. and you look yep. at the title, yeah. it matches. It goes mm-hmm. with the, with the message they was conveying. That's a fact. You know, I mean, it's like kind of perfect, a perfect yeah. fit to tell the story. So maybe we got, maybe we got to do a top ten album covers, hip hop all yeah, time. Might have to, might have to. Yeah, okay. It'll yeah. be hard, but I think we got to do it. I'm gonna write that down right here. Yeah. Um, because I feel like it's in our best interest to to pivot to. Oh, not necessarily away from the covers themselves, but to some mm-hmm. of the people that were shooting. And yeah. I don't know. The, the, it's, it's, it's funny. We were having a, a slight bit of this conversation earlier, too. Video always wins, right? Like, if you're talking about people paying attention to content, because mm-hmm. the music video directors got more shine than the photographers yep. did once video started. Like everybody yep. know Hype Williams, yeah, but not everybody knows right. who Jonathan Mannion right. is, right? You know, and Jonathan Mannion shot the covers to almost all the artwork for everybody that during that era that that Hype Legendary. Williams shoot right. videos, for. legendary. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, so it just it, I think people get lost in that shuffle, and it makes sense to kind of name some of the ones, some of the people that's on the level of a Jonathan Mannion. And you may know more of them than, than we do. Yeah, I'm kind of a nerd when Chris. it comes to that, man. Um, and it's funny because, yeah. I, you know, for, for a long time, I, 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 it was ironic because while I was pursuing a career in photography and in the arts, for some reason, the, the, the specific photographers who would shoot a lot of the album covers that I was, I, I garnered as iconic, that just was, it just totally missed me. You know what I'm saying? And then finally, a few years ago, I found a, um, an Instagram account called Contact High. That oh, basically all the iconic photographs from the golden era 
they highlight all of the actual, they show the actual film scans, you know what I'm saying? And that's where I was able to kind of reconnect with a lot of that, like, oh shit, I didn't know if he shot that, you know what I'm saying? And I just would nerd out for hours just looking at them. I would just connect the dots and find their, their pages and their social media or their websites, you know what I'm saying? So I think interestingly enough, also a lot of the, uh, there's a lot of like just movies, like classic film and cinematography that kind of influences a lot of the feel of some mm-hmm. dope hip hop album covers, you know, or or sure. cats who kind of sure. move into yeah. cinematographers. I know like Andrew DeSumno, he's a brother that I've been following for years. Um, if you just look him up, you'll see. He he's like uh, I'm trying to think of a movie. Mm-hmm. He, did. he did a movie called Mother of George. Him and um, Andrew, not 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 Andrew. It's a brother. He works with Abe Duvernay a lot. He shot. Um, I think he did the cinematography for like Moonlight or something like that. But Andrew okay. Desam, who shot like Erica Badu's album cover back in the day. So it was interesting because I just found that out, but I, uh, I've been following his career as a cinematographer and had no idea that he used to be a photographer first. You know what I mean? Same thing with, um, I mean, if you look mm. at like high level shit, like, uh, uh, what's his name, man? Uh, <clears throat> not Coppola, man. It was like, old school Italian. <laughs> it might be Scorsese. No, it definitely was Coppola. It was Coppola. He, he was a photographer first. Okay. He, he got his chops with composition and framing and then he wanted, but he was a, like a crazy photographer. And so if you watch his movies, a lot of his movies focus on symmetry. Like his shots are perfectly lined mm-hmm. up and perfectly centered. You know what I mean? With a subject right in the middle. I discovered his old photography, same thing. You see what I'm saying? So, mm-hmm. All, all of those those crafts and then Dope. kind of transitioning into video, it, it all translates. You feel me? It all translates as far as visual voice and storytelling. Mm-hmm. Kind of nerding out, my bad. Wow. I'll be nerding okay. out over stuff like that's, that. <laughs> no, no, that's exactly what we're here for. No, nah, that's good. That's exactly that's good what we're here for, bro. Yeah. Um, exactly what we're here for. Because the thing is, we because you named two people or three names that have never even, right. that I don't know. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? And that's right. that's the reason. Because I got, and it's, it's, you can name three people that I do not know and haven't heard of, right? And I have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, okay. eight, nine names written down. Yeah, yeah. You see what I'm saying? So so that's exactly why we need you here, because it's it, to fill the gaps. I don't want to just be talking about the people. Like, people can scratch the surface and find Jonathan mm-hmm. Mangan and Johnny Nunez, mm-hmm. right? You know, mm-hmm. uh, but I don't want to just know what's on the surface. I kind of want to know. Yeah, who I mean, that's, that's what I, mean, I think that's a part of just, you know, yeah. just understanding the history behind it. You know, going back to like with, with the Illmatic album cover. Some photographer did that, and some artists and some team or whatever put that together. And I wish I knew who they were right now. You know what I'm saying? Because it's like, wow, that's what influenced that. Mm-hmm. And that impacted my life in a certain way. So. I think we should always be doing that. You know what I mean? Just kind of doing the homework and researching and finding out. Because I'm still learning stuff. I, I, you know, like I said, I just, not too long ago, I'm suddenly like obsessed with finding out who did certain photographs that I looked at for years. You know, now that I know, it's like, wow, wow okay, now I'm, I feel like I'm, I'm actually discovering mm-hmm. something new. And it could change my craft a little bit. You know what I'm saying? The way I look at the work, you know, it's crazy. That's a fact. That's a fact. Um, it said that Danny Clinch mm. shot it. Okay. Okay. Yep. Danny Clinch, 
He also did some work for Pearl Jam, Leon yeah. Bridges. Oh, he shot the um, I know Brothers. his name. He he shot the Red Man album cover too. There's a dark side. The one where he his head he was buried and his head was sticking out. Yeah. Oh. That's where I know that name from. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy. Wow. That's dope. That's dope. He shot something for Tupac, too, didn't he? Looks well. Yeah, it says he shot Tupac. Mm. I don't know what he shot exactly, so that's you know. I don't know what I wish I could see the picture he shot for him. That's dope though. I would yeah, never I mean, and that's this like deal. a lot of these photographers, their names, they just wind up going in obscurity, man. You know, and I think I'm I'm glad for social media now because a lot of these photographers, they're they're suddenly showing a lot of this old work. They're kind of doing what Jonathan's been yeah. doing as far as like showing the old yeah. prints from you know, the DMX album cover shoot from, you know, 99 or something. You know what I mean? It's like, that's fascinating to me. So I'm glad mm-hmm. that these cats are not going unsung at this point. For sure. For sure. It says he, um, that's one of the things that I was, I, I stumbled on a uh, documentary and I sent it to Alan, the, uh, the trailer earlier today. And mm. it was LA Originals. And it's about yeah. uh, Mr. Cartoon okay. and Esteban. Okay. And so Esteban was, if it's a photo of Mr. Cartoon's work, mm. he took it. So, and in the documentary, he spoke about when Eminem got his first tattoo from Mr. Uh, Cartoon. And the only person that was there documenting mm. any of it was him. And he said he felt like he was basically in the same time period when you would see those pictures yeah. of Elvis getting a haircut. You know, it's like you you in a in a space with the the largest artist on the planet at that time doing something ultra private, and you're the person that's capturing that that uh that uh that work. And he's at this point he was on the documentary saying how. He's having a hard time in the digital. Why is he having a hard time? The oh, algorithms okay. and Instagrams, like the, it, it, the his photos, don't mean they're not ringing off the way they should. When he's looking at other people's photos from the same era, mm-hmm. and they're going crazy, you know, and it's just like he really can't figure it out quite gotcha. yet. Gotcha. Yeah, I mean that might be uh, just adapting. You know. You know, adapt or die kind of a philosophy, yeah. you know what I'm saying? And and um but I also know photographers and you know who I, like cast that I look at as mentors who they just like if you take a digital picture and you know they, they don't value it as much because of the consensus of the public. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. I, I shoot film mm-hmm. for example, but I can't make money off of I, like I can, you know what I mean? But because of the turnaround and the overhead of film yeah. you just you're going you're gonna to lose money first before you really make any money. Whereas you can literally buy a camera mm-hmm. and make that money back. Well, in, in an ideal world, maybe not right now. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? In I, right. Yeah, it's I a little harder. Right I now, yeah. You know yeah. Castle, 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 <laughs> yeah. You know I mean? but, I, but it's like there's a certain thought process that goes into yeah. this adapting to, to, you know, analog versus digital, but also yeah. with film. It's kind of like with music. You know what I'm saying? Some people swear by, yeah. you know, vinyl or, or analog two inch tape. That's what that's cast like now. I got a plug in for that. I'm good. Mm-hmm. Make sound just like it. It's yeah, you you know what I'm saying? It's like, yeah, so what do you want to do? You... Yeah, you're right. $2,000 old, you know, a Kai two inch reel, or you're going to just buy that plug in for $30. Yeah. 
<laughs> you better buy the plug in. Yeah. I'm trying to tell you. I'm trying to tell you. You better buy the plug in. And, and adaptability is true because that was the theme of that part of the documentary because Mr. Yeah. Cartoon wasn't complaining. Mm-hmm. His socials is up. He, You know what I mean? Like, his, everything is, is ringing off for him. Uh, it's, it's just, it just didn't. I think his, I think his heart was more in the innovative, in, in the innovation part. And, and as long as your heart is in the innovation part, yeah. then you, you can stay relevant. But, you know, I don't know that Esteban was that way. And I don't know that it's happening to all of the photographers from that era. Cause it's not. You know, because like you just because contact high is putting you in contact with people that are still doing their thing and still put relevant contact yeah. out content yeah. out there. On, I think it's know. a sign of the times too, though. I mean, it kind of goes back to that full circle conversation because if you look at a lot of the up and coming younger photographers, mm. a lot of them are shooting film now. You know, a lot of them are actually shooting film or they are manipulating their digital work to emulate film. So that's what's fascinating about that. Now it's right. like I can shoot bike film and not have yeah. the overhead of it and still, but it's cool to do that. Whereas like say 10 years ago, everybody's stuff had to be crispy and really colorful and look like it had a digital look to it. You know what I'm saying? And that was hot, you know? So it's crazy. It's mm-hmm. like, the, like the difference between him and like mm-hmm. a Dr. Dre record and a, right. Right. Like a DJ right. Premier record. Like Premier, Primo always went that dirty, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? But something about Dr. Dre's engineering it's the crispiest thing ever. You know what I'm saying? So I look at photography like that. That's why I use a lot of yeah, music analogy. Yeah. It's, to me, it's the same kind of language to me, personally. You know, as far as technique and preference or whatever. Yeah. So I don't know, man. I mean, it's just crazy how like, people's taste and how things come full circle. And now the kids, they, they rocking with film again. So I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Any young ones that you got your, um, that you that you see coming up that's... It's too many, man. I can't keep up with the young ones, man. There's, um, wow, so many. Like, for, uh, actually, locally, man, is this uh, sister out of Durham, uh, Kennedy Carter. She, and, and the reason why okay. I, I kind of started following her work because of, uh, I met her at Black Space, the joint that uh, Pierce was doing a few years ago. And when he first started doing it, absolutely, I put on, like, I did like, a, I was doing uh, photography workshops. And she walked in with a film camera. She was like 18. I was like, okay, what's mm. your name? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and because I had the same camera, my 30 year old Canon, 80 or whatever. And anyway, she's, her work is developed into this thing. And her work is at, it's in the 21C, it's in the, um, it's in the uh, cam. She just did a big show at the cam, at cam Raleigh, but her work is dope. As far as hip hop photographers, like I said, there's just so many now. Um, there's one kid that I just recently got put on to, and I'm trying to find his name. Uh, man, it's, 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 it's failing me right now. But anyway, there's a lot of young kids right now that, that they, they have an eye, they got a shot, and these artists are giving them the chance to just document them. And I think that's one of the biggest things. doesn't mean mm-hmm. you don't have to be great. All you need is access. You know what I'm saying? So even if you have, like, a, like when I look at older mm-hmm. photography, the photos might not be the most tech, technically the best, you feel me? But they caught that moment, you know? So to be a young photographer and have an artist who's going to come up that's blowing up, and that artist says, yo, I know that in 20 years somebody's going to want to see this. I need a, a good photographer with me. 
and they get that access, that's like a photographer's mm-hmm. dream. Because you never know where it's going to yeah. go. You know? So anyway, so a lot of the young photographers, I just yeah. I can't remember all that's their names. So many, but they're really good, man. They're really good. I'm, I'm okay. probably going to have them before we get done. <laughs> oh, it's all good. I wanted to, I'm, I'm going to throw a couple, you know what I'm saying? Like, just that I've heard of. Um, Gunna mm. Stall and Ravi B. Ravi B. She out of London, right? I think she's from the UK. I don't know where she's from, but I know she got, I know she got hooked up with those yeah. with the Duce Palusa boys. And next thing I know, she was on tour with mm-hmm. with Jay Z and Beyonce, the On the Run Two thing, and she was out of here. Um, I heard Gunna Stall's name. And she's the reason I really know about Ravi B. Tooth Be Told is because okay. she's friends with It's the Real, and I li- and I listen to their podcast faithfully, and they big her up. So that's where I first heard her name. To be truth, let's be honest. But um, and Gunner Stall, I think I seen him on Complex or something, and he was he was getting everybody. It, this was a few mm-hmm. years ago, but he was getting everybody. Um, and Sycamore. He was the A and R. He was a DJ, if I'm not mistaken. And he just decided he was gonna flip his game, and he did. He was. He's been doing pretty well. I don't know that. I, I don't know that he's shooting album covers. I don't know that he's. I think he's really. He's more mm-hmm. one of those mm-hmm. ones just capturing the moment. And that's bad. And then that's valuable, uh, you know. But I've been hearing. I mean, that, that all of that to me. Every time I look, like I check, I read the paper, the virtual newspaper, and if I see something music related, it's usually gonna be. A performance shot you know what i mean versus like an album shot but mm. that album shot could consist of that performance shot at some point you know what i mean so the skill sets are there you know what i mean the kids are they mm-hmm. they're, they're out here killing it they're out here killing it yeah. absolutely um you think we should should pivot to uh uh, like show photography or like real candidates and like in the moment. Mm. Um, I I wanted to, but before we do that, I wanted to go over one. I I think one other hip hop um cover that we got to talk about. I think um was very uh impactful was Jay Z Blueprint, mm. which of course Jonathan, Jonathan. Mann, he yeah. did that too. He did a lot, you know. At least seven covers for Jay Z. That dude had the um, plug, man. Yeah. <laughs> Good lord, I wish I had that plug. But yeah, he did. But Abe, you sent me the yeah, link of like the where they got the idea from for that cover. Yeah, the inspiration oh, yeah. behind that. The inspiration um, picture. I thought that was that was pretty dope, and it and it like tied directly into kind of from that point on, Jay-Z, of course, he was already known as a dope MC, you know what I mean? One of the greats, but from the, from when the blueprint came out, from that point on, it was like he he was destined to be in the position that he's in today. Like, based on if it, mm-hmm. Jonathan Mannion, when he, when he talks about what Jay-Z wanted to convey, and that whole, and then, you know, using that, um, the original pictures, inspiration for for them, like kind of reworking it. Mm-hmm. That you know, he wanted to be seen as a successful boss, leading. You know, what I mean, the way in the industry and all mm-hmm. of that, and kind of being a trendsetter. And so I, I thought that was like, uh, like 
one that really tied into the overall theme of his album. The 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 one thing that I felt super interesting about that is you pointed out to me the name of the series of photos that that came from, that the inspiration came from. It's it's a series by uh, yeah. Jocelyn Bain Hogg. Hmm. And the series is okay. called The Firm. It's all making sense now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah, right? You see, the series is called which The Firm. Is, uh, super and, ironic. Because it was ironic. that album which he dissed Nas. That he dissed. And the whole, uh, the whole beef starts. Mm. You know, and of course, Nas is the head of the firm. <laughs> like, and, and matter of fact, I'm gonna send you. It's I'm gonna send this out because I got it. I think I put it together. Uh, it's kind of ooh, and my mouse is dead. I ain't sending out nothing. But uh, there it is. But no, it uh. I found another one that seems really crazy too. The um, a inspiration, an album inspiration, okay. and it's yeah. MF Doom's first yeah. album. Yeah, yeah, I, I saw that. That was that was very interesting with Madonna. Did you see what I said? Yeah, yeah. It's it it, it is said that MF Doom's first album cover is a loose remake of Madonna's first album. Yeah. That was interesting. That blew my mind. And I'm going to send these. Oh, man. There it is. Just so we all could uh, be talking about the same thing. I think. Yeah. Alan already got them, but I sent it to you, Chris. And and, and before we jump onto that, before we get off this whole um, blueprint album cover, it's funny because. because as you said, that that picture was taken from that um, series of photos entitled The Firm. But also, he shot Nas' Godson cover. Yeah, so that was interesting. Yeah, he was back and forth between... But see, and, and it's funny because that's... <laughs> like, when you kind of get busy as an artist, you kind of, like, become Switzerland. You know what I mean? You just neutral as hell. And it's funny because I've been in that position a few yeah. times where it's like I might work with someone who not, don't rock with somebody else but I'm kind of in the middle because I'm just doing this work you feel me and it, I'm just doing this work you know what I mean trying to get this bag that's right so it's funny how that works out because I could imagine him thinking yo let me just be cool and just do this work and not even take sides and rock with anybody like like you know too hard so as I mess up my bread you know it's very interesting how you have to kind of ride that line sometimes as an artist yeah For sure. I mean, yeah. Especially during this era. Especially during this era. And he shot stuff for Eminem and started, yeah. shot stuff for Ja Rule. You know what I mean? Like, he was he was really riding the. I think that's an important topic because I think photography and hip hop, there are parameters in hip hop that make photography and hip hop different than mm-hmm. photography in any other genre yeah. or any other medium. And because hip hop is a specific type of thing, it, it's part it's part genre, part sport, part you know what I mean. Like it's 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 a lot. 
that pop isn't. It's a lot that jazz, that even jazz isn't. It's a lot that, you know, like being in direct competition with so-and-so. I've never heard of a DJ being told that you can't go play with this pop artist because you deal with this pop artist. But you let Who Kid go have done a, right. a set for Fat Joe during the 50 Cent yeah. beef, and it would have been a, a, a problem. <laughs> You know, somebody like Jonathan Mannion had to walk the line between Nas and Jay Z, between Jay, between Ja Rule and Fifty. You know, I I don't know if he was taking pictures of Britney Spears and Justin Timberlake when they hated each other. Yeah, that he would have had to think, walk that. You know, road. it's interesting if you think if you look at it, if he was popping like that, that was probably something that was intentional on either camp's part as well. Oh, you got him? Guess what? I can get him too. Absolutely. I'm gonna pay him more. <laughs> so as a as, so as an artist, so mm-hmm. you're in that situation, you're mm-hmm. kind of low key winning. You know what I'm saying? That's really yeah. what it is. <laughs> Sidebar: I saw mm-hmm. an article That's that this Mad Villain album cover was like voted like one of the top like 20 album covers of ever of history. Apparently, yeah, yeah, yeah. But if you look at it, really, it's it's so simple and minimal. I can kind of see that. Because I like, I always loved Madonna's album cover as well. Mm-hmm. For that early, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Because I just love the way. That's just kind of like what I like, you know. So I think it's interesting how the color palettes matched. So I can see that. I can see how they kind of married it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. With yep. with the pop of orange. You know what I mean? With the small yeah, pop. Right, I know. Yeah, I'm man. gonna post that. I'm gonna post it so people. Yeah, man. Hold hey. the draws. I'm gonna post it so people. And like, yeah, 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 I know like, people is like, I don't know what y'all talking about. Yeah, I'm gonna put it out there. I'm gonna put it out there. And there's um yeah, those are the three that I think I'm gonna put. I'm gonna put the Madonna the Nas, one out, yeah. the Jay Z one out, and then the Nas. Yeah, I'm gonna put those out. Uh but yeah, man. The the inspiration I you know, there's uh y'all familiar with uh Thelonious London? Now, you mentioned them a few days ago when we spoke. Matter of fact, Small World brought him up on our episode. He was the dude that that was signed to to uh, Wycliffe at the same time that he was. And I and I heard an interview of his on It's the Real again, uh, real artsy kind of dude. Anyway, his first ten oh, albums. Yeah, and he's, he's got dope. a lot of products. Well, it was, it was Theophilus or Theophilus? Way. Yeah, Thelonious. Yeah. Theophilus. Theophilus yeah, London. Yeah. yeah. Theophilus, he's from Florida. Thank you. So like Theophilus yeah, London. Yeah, like from Miami or something. The only... But well, he's from the islands, I think, from the islands, like Trinidad. Oh, that's, that's yeah, wild. he's from Trinidad, Tobago. Yeah. 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 See, I never really got into a lot of his music, you know what I mean? But, I, you know, I, I heard of him, but I, I was reading something that his first 10 album covers or remakes of okay. I can albums see that. from different genres. Because this music kind of was definitely genre-bending, I would say. It's definitely genre-bending. I got on to him Dope. through... Um, oh, man, what's the other brother, man? Damn, now my mind is tripping. What's his name? Uh, he, has a, he has a name similar like that. <laughs> One of those kind of, you know, like a nerdy-sounding name. Not Theophilus, but uh, anyway... I heard mm-hmm. him maybe like ten years ago, going on almost ten years. Yeah, it's been a while since I was since I was made aware of him. 
But it's funny because I heard his name before I heard that interview on It's the Real. Mm -hmm. But that put him back on my radar. You know. But yeah, that uh I I I did flip through some of those album covers and it's you know, like the article, and he did a really good job. You know, they're not knockoffs. Right. They're a little different. Just like this Jay Z one's not really a knock. It's 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 not really a knockoff. It's pretty close though. It is. Yeah. It's pretty close, but yeah, it's pretty close. Talk to me about um, candids and and like yeah, show photography, show candids, photography. all of that. I kind of, I think I kind of cut my chops, you know, between shows and like shooting weddings. It's probably. When it comes to like chaos, mm. like uh, organized confusion type of situation, I always recommend people if you're gonna be mm -hmm. like you want to do photography, like you want to do photography, like do it, do it, like shoot, shoot concerts or shoot weddings. You know what I'm saying? Or if you could connect with an artist, because um, I've had you know I've had a good run as far as being able to get access. You know what I'm saying? To shoot, like get access to the green rooms and kind of fall up <laughs> in the and and. My thing is I'm kind of a low-key kind of person anyway. You know what I'm saying? So you see some moments and you have to sometimes like know when to put your camera down. You know what I'm saying? And go out <laughs> and grab a smoke or get you a drink versus capturing that. You know what I mean? So there's mm. a certain level of intimacy and trust when an artist says, yo, I want you to be this photographer and I'm going to get you access so you can come chill with us before we go on stage, for example. So I think whenever I see a photograph, even like going back to um, the old Blue Note album covers, for example, which is what influenced me to even want to do graphic design. And this is in the 50s, and I'm seeing all of these old pictures of these cool jazz cats, you know, smoking a cigarette, looking at some music, getting ready to do a set. And I'm thinking about the cat who took that picture, and I'm thinking about they trust this dude to capture this moment and hope they don't look crazy. You know what I'm saying? So for me, it was always a level <laughs> of trust. Like I have to like, you know what I'm saying? Like for me or any artist, you kind of, if you have a client, an artist client relationship, you both have to be able to rock with each other on a level outside of the business y'all are doing, I think, in order for it to be a cool situation. You feel know I me? Mean? So for me, it was always cool to be in those situations where you get to take a photograph or you get captured to document it. But also I took pride in knowing when to like just fall back. And you always have to stay out the way, you know what I mean? Because artists don't want to be bothered, especially if they're about to do a set. The last thing they want to do is see you in their way, trying to get that shot. So that's one of the unsung secret skills of dope photographers. Even when you see shots of shows, or even more so behind the scenes, shows is a whole nother story as far as the etiquette of involved with that. But shooting artists when they're vulnerable and in their private spaces and they're trying to prepare or whatever, or they're just chopping it up with their homies, that's like valuable as far as the level of respect you have to have for personal space and self-awareness, you know? So it gets kind of deep because you have to really, you can't be like a clumsy, loud, obnoxious cat, or you can't project that whenever you're in doing that type of work, you have to fall back. So if you're kind of a low key ninja type of cat, which is, I kind of, mm. I kind of had to learn how to do that really well, it works. And those types of photographs are the ones that wind up making into the documentaries and into the books, which means they hold value. Mm. So I always think of that whenever I work with people mm -hmm. and they're doing great work, 
and nobody knows it yet. You know what I'm saying? I archive them photos and I keep, I, I put them in the cloud. I triple back. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah. I'm like, some, someday someone is going to ask me for these photos. And not even about the monetary value. They will be worth something. Nice. You know what I'm saying? And doing my due diligence, you know, I see my little percentage of that. But I value that because that's what I'm passionate about. You know? So, but for shows, yo, it's like shows that's are def- definitely another aspect of like capturing the culture of hip hop, for example, you know, but then having the technical skills to know how to do that mm-hmm. is huge and not being able to, and, and being dealing with people and knowing that if you don't have like a pit where you have a certain area designated for photos, you got to be in the crowd. So how am I going to do that? What lens am I going to bring? You know, um, what's right. my settings going to be, you know what I'm saying? So when I look at people who were shooting that stuff on film 30 years ago and ke- getting these iconic shots of, 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 of artists early and I'm looking at me fumbling with my settings with a digital camera while I'm seeing what the pictures look like. I'm like, yo, I'm, I got a lot to learn. You know? Yeah, like you just walking through that and I'm thinking of... Yeah, it's like so much, like, but it's interesting. Like, that's like, art, like, amazing. Go ahead, bro. No, no, I'm no, just I mean, saying, that's amazing that it was able to do that. Yeah, I'm sitting here bugging, man, and that's, that's why, crazy. to me, it's a sense of pride whenever I can still pick up my film cameras and make something happen. You know, but I know I'm gonna have a digital camera with me if I know I'm on a paid assignment, for example, because I just I know I need that fail safe. But when I look at old photographs and I think people they kind of low key, they they kind of subconsciously might see the value, but on the surface they don't because of just the way we're socialized to adapt to 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 the digital media now. And you consume media and you see a photo and you just throw it away or delete it or whatever. But I think understanding the art, the 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 craft and the uh, the skill sets and the 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 master level of skill it takes to actually like be really really good at this stuff, man, is is mind boggling. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, show photography yeah. as far as hip hop culture specifically, man, and you know, I mean that's what moves the culture because people want to see what people are wearing, people want to see how they looking on stage, and photographers need yeah. to get get their bread for that, you know. Absolutely. Um, but one thing that we discuss from time to time on this show is is music appreciation and how the appreciation has has dwindled mm-hmm. in the in the era. You know what I'm saying? Due due to the progression of technology, you know what I'm saying? A number of factors. Um, and it seems like some of what you were just speaking about lends itself Absolutely. to appreciation of the art also. And I was just wondering, like, how do you, like, how do we at this time get people to kind of appreciate the art that is photography a little more than what was, you know, what's being done at this time? Or or, or is it lost? Like, Yeah, that's a tough like, one, man. That's a good question. Um, pardon me while I refill my drink, but... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm walking, walking around. But well, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'll, do, well, I'll I'm weigh in while y'all do that. Yeah, go ahead, say that I think just like we discussed up here, musical appreciation, <laughs> yeah. because there's so much coming out so fast that it's hard for people really to digest and sit with it like it was, you know, when you go back in earlier times. Um, I feel like it, it when you, it's a trend with just artists. 
not even a trend when something when you see what something happened in one area of artistry is happening is happening in the other too so if we're looking at music and the quality of music or the appreciation of music is dwindling then everything connected with it is also dwindling it it it, it has to be because when you study okay why is music why isn't music being valued and appreciated like it should be when we look at all the the factors and of course we had shows where we discussed those factors i mean those same factors that's impacting the lack of music appreciation now is impacting photography is impacting cinematography is is impacting all the other avenues of i think of artistic expression yeah for me for me I it's agree. all pretty simple man i think because the barrier i agree of entry is so low Yes, it just—it's kind of the old, the old model mm. with business, man. The market gets flooded with mediocre stuff, and then the mediocre stuff becomes a new normal because <laughs> everybody can do it, kind of. You know what I mean? So, yeah, I think that's a, kind of a big one yeah. of the biggest things about it. I mean, we can go deep off it as far as you know, socialization and how you know Radio One might have a good a big and clear channel might have a big impact on influence a cult, influencing a culture to keep them somewhat dumbed down and all of that. But I'm gonna keep it with just the technology. The technology is so accessible. Mm-hmm. Everyone can go out there and just do it. And because everybody's doing it, it gets harder to be heard. I think when you're actually good, because we get flooded with so much mediocre shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So for me, yeah. um, that's, I see, I've seen it with photography. I've seen it with, with people who do acrylic paint, you know, on, on canvas, you know what I mean? Whenever I see someone with a camera who, or like, I get a lot of people who just ask me, yo, what kind of camera should I get? I'm thinking about doing photography. Um, I'm like, okay, sure. You know, I give them their advice. Next thing I know, they started a business. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know, not, 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 then I'll, and I'm not, no, no change. I'm just saying it's what's the nature of where we at right now. And then I see they got an Instagram page and a Facebook page and how they're getting clients. Yeah. You know? Yeah, and getting them, you know what I'm saying? So, See, but now, hold and on, getting hold on, them pause. too, yo. Right. So but, but that's what that's the that, shit that burns me. What he just said on, ahead, is the exact ahead. same thing that happened with rap and with artists. Yeah, yeah. that's the exact it same thing. Bro. So yeah. it's just flooded. Yeah. Like, oh, I can do this. When we we talked about the old McDonald's theory that you came up with, Abe, right? When they figured out, okay, we can microwave and just okay, we can't make mm-hmm. a bunch of nazis, but we can make a, you know, what I mean a lot of little dirts, little bumps yeah. in, and flood the market yeah. with that, and that becomes the norm and <laughs> And here's the thing, man, I'm hypersensitive to that. You know what I'm saying? Because as a working artist who's been doing this for over a decade, I know what it's like when I see someone, oh, suddenly you're a photographer. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. for me, for example, as I, like, I've been making beats for 10 years. I just knew they were garbage up until... They just finally got okay maybe a year and a half, two years ago. You know what I'm saying? So I think a lot of that has to do with just having taste and, and knowing what what your your skill set is at. You know what I'm saying? Like, okay, well, I'm, I, I want to do this, but I'm not nearly as good as what I see is the best out there. So let me fall back and just perfect it and get better. But some people, they skipping that whole getting better part. And they just putting themselves yeah. out there. And I think, and it's no shade to anyone trying to follow their dreams. Yeah. So continue to do that. But you have to, when people, when I mentor people, for example, I ask them, okay, who's your favorite so-and-so in whatever that you're trying to do? And if you're talking to any, about anybody who, you know, like live down the block, like, no. Come back in a month with a list of people who are iconic and 
clearly right. on a world-class level the best at what they do and what you're trying to do. Then come talk to me. That needs to be your level of your, your litmus test as far as mm-hmm. what you want to achieve. You feel me? So for me, it's like the same thing with if I try to, because, you know, we on this podcast, yeah. like, you know what I'm saying? I like to just do different things and have fun and explore other avenues of creativity. Am I trying to be the next DJ premiere? No. Because I know I nev- probably will never be that good and never have the ear that that man had. Am I trying to be Pete Rock? No. You know what I'm saying? Is, is the kid who just bought a camera not shit throwing shade or trying to shit on his dreams of wanting to be the next Jonathan Mannion, but give it a minute and get good first before you start acting like you him. But the kids now, they got Fruity yeah. Loops or they got a little Canon EO, mm-hmm. EOS T3i or whatever. <laughs> and then they go ahead and watch a YouTube video and they start a business <laughs> and the work is not good. And the people who hire them don't know the work is not good because they ain't got no taste. So, taste, bro. I mean, and, and it's not- That's it's the not word I'm going to keep going uh, back to right now. I, I, I taste. come across like, you know, I'm being <laughs> a certain kind of way, but it's, it's that's what art is. Art is about no. like high level art. No, that's right. No. And the greatest, like when I hear music that I, or see artwork and I'm like, I can't do that. That is so good. There's no way I'll ever be that good to do that. That's me there realizing, okay, well, I know what's good, for one. And number two, being honest and humble with myself and knowing that. Mm-hmm. So when you got a kid that knows that they got a whole market of just mm-hmm. average, mediocre stuff that they could jump on into, well, I, 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 I might do that. You know what I'm saying? And I'm not mad at the kids who are doing that. So I blame the market. I blame the radio. Right. I blame large conglomerate media for like actually buying it. Or actually, or, or perpetuating it. Yeah, yeah, because it's the perpetuation. Because the public at large, and this may sound Clearly. crazy, but the public at large does not have <laughs> Clearly, bro. You know what I mean? Like, in they, but everybody wants to believe that they do. But but at large, the public does not have good taste, so they will accept anything that you program them to accept. We're missing taste. We're missing taste makers. And the other thing we're missing is there was a time, we've talked about this on the show, Alan. There was a time where, and it's the easiest way to put it, uh, even if you rapped, you didn't come outside and tell right. nobody you rapped right. until you knew yeah. you was damn good at rapping. And on top of that, if you were trying to get in the industry, your goal yep. was to be right. better than everybody mm-hmm. else that ever got a record deal. Just, yeah, the, the, the barbers, you, you know, know, like you are, uh, man, it was, <laughs> you was trying to be better than the one that you saw as the best or those that were great at that time. So now within in all these industries across the board and all these artistic uh, avenues of expression, what it is, I think, is, is just that is the bars too low. Yeah, people like their rap, their rappers coming out like the inspiration is business, like the business music. It's not about the artistry of the music. I'm not trying to be that good at this craft. I'm just trying to make yep. money, and I can I, I've seen I, other people do it, say a little, a few little lines, and uh, trying to pop. Like, but they're not concerned about. I'm, I'm not. They're mm-hmm. not concerned about wordplay delivery, getting concepts across. They they're not concerned about that. I mean, and that just and, right. 
And they don't have to because they've seen it work for so many others. So it's now to the point you know what where I mean? that's become the norm. And that, that's, I think, when I started hearing cats making fun of, well, what was it, a few years ago when the cats were talking about the lyrical miracle type of rappers? You know, <laughs> like cats who actually had wordplay. Now, I don't get mm-hmm. it wrong because, mm-hmm. and kind of circling back to one of my favorite album covers, this is actually relevant too because it's actually too loud, too nasty as they want to be. Cause it was one of the first album covers I saw like black cheeks on th- and thongs. You feel me? And this is an album cover. I didn't, you know, not like I was 16. Yeah. Like I was buying yeah. it. I didn't. Yeah. There you go. That stuff was out back in the day. Yeah. Just have a good time, party, feel good. Nobody was really making any complex rhymes back then with that. But we at least have balance. You know what I mean? We at least have balance, but but it's gotten to the point now, or it's mm-hmm. evolved or devolved, if you want, to the point where if you actually are a complex lyricist, or you are a complex what well, production, maybe not so much, because I've heard some really like crazy production techniques going on in some modern music. But the people who are like verbalizing on top of them beats, they're not really saying much of anything, because all they have to do is kind of sing song and stick with the melody. Mm-mm. You know, even singing R and B singing has become just another version of rapping. Mm-hmm. You know, the same cadences and all of that. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Uh, yep. The worst version of... Not, I won't say the worst version, but the most... Pretty much. The Pretty most much. simplified version of rap. And I, I just miss... I just want to see voices actually become popular again. You remember when the baritones is actually on the radio? On urban radio singing? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I miss that. But... but yeah. But yeah, they, they, if you want to appeal they, to thirteen-year-old yeah. girls, you have to have a, a grown man who sound like a kid to appeal to, to them, and that that's a marketing joint right there. And that's once again, clear channel. This is a fact. Radio kind of manipulating that situation, but yeah, the barrier is mad low, and um, it's it's gonna have to. I think because there's still so much great music out here, it's up to like people like you, for example, to let people know because you got a platform for it. You know, and people like you that just kind of just needs to keep, like filter out mm. to all the cats like who got the ear and know what's good, and hopefully people just kind of get on because I'm always trying to put people on adult music too. You know what I'm saying? And I, I like, and I'd be like, yo, you need to like turn your radio off and if mm-hmm. this play this real quick, it'll change your life. <laughs> you know what I mean? And that's what we more people we have to keep doing that. There you go. On yeah, and bless the people with what's really good and let them know. There's more to it than what you think. Yeah, I think it is. Yeah, that's, it, it that is. is you idea. know, and not leaving it to these these executives yeah. who are running the the mass media. It's like with the news. You know what I mean? Like I listen to NPR news almost exclusively because when I hear the news, I don't want to hear somebody's opinion. I just want to hear the news. Mm-hmm. But when you turn on like media. News, CNN, NBC, right. Fox, or whatever, they, there's always some type of agenda behind it. So when I turn on the radio, for the most part, it's the same thing. There's an agenda behind it. They're trying to push a product to a demographic. And it's not necessarily yeah. the demographic that actually yeah. knows what really, really, yeah. really good music sounds like. Because they know that they, they don't care, right? So I'm not okay. trying to shit on that model, but it's not for me. You know what I'm saying? So... That's just how I rock, man. You know, it's like I just stream and find some new stuff versus. Yeah. 
Yeah, and we're blessed at a time where we're not at because we could be at the mercy of, oh, the, of, the, of the stations life, right bro. now. If it wasn't that save my life, would come at least with music is concerned because I did, you know, you know, because str- mm. right. you gotta imagine, bro, if we were at the mercy of the stations right now, I, yeah, I'd, I'd be probably trying I'd be to miss my own band and I can't play their instrument barely. <laughs> there you go. I, I definitely, yep, you're right. Maybe that's what we maybe that's what we need. We need so that okay. I know this is completely off topic, but it might be possible that that's what we need so that what the true art of hip hop will find the groundswell to bring it back. To and it's up to I think Okay, let me ask you this because um what generation do you think is going to help bring it back? Cuz I look at my daughter for example, right? My daughter's 19. But I remember when she was like 15 and we'd be on our little car rides mm-hmm. or whatever and I would play what I normally listen to and she would rock with it. But the generation before her would never even take the time to listen. So you think, well, what generation, cause I think it's kind of, I think it's kind of her generation that may bring things back home a little bit for us in a few years. Oh, we old bro. Whew. My daughter is 22. We old. Yeah. Yes. Hell. <laughs> yeah, my daughter's 22. So, I, mm, I'll put it to you this way. It's all about, it, my daughter's 22, and mm-hmm. full disclosure, mm-hmm. she didn't grow up in my house. You see what I'm saying? So, my, my access to her musically wasn't mm-hmm. great. You know what I mean? Like, it, was, it, it wasn't great. So, I had a conversation with her in 2019 and she had never heard the full miseducation of Lauren Hill. <laughs> and I need to, I need to ask what we would have built as a father. Yeah. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Like for that to be the case. So I don't, I think it's very situational. So I don't know if that's going to be the generation. I think the generation that brings it back will be the generation that mm-hmm. finds it the way we found soul yeah. samples. You see what I'm saying? I think, I think it'll be, and and to say 20 years removed be my daughter and, and, and yours, right? But I don't know that that's going to be the ones that, that, that get it. I think it'll be, it I might, think it's going to skew it a little I think younger I, than I that. I saw that glimmer of hope, though. I um, think that's what made me say that. Because I saw that glimmer of you hope know. when it came to just her perception and what she was, what, what like people she was listening to. And I like we share playlists sometimes. And I would peep her playlist and she'd actually had jack some of the songs on mine and put it on hers and as a you know as a parent you're like oh shit okay mm-hmm. that blew my mm-hmm. mind that let me know okay she's actually listening she ain't just hearing she listening you know yeah see mine will do that mine will listen we'll suggest music to each other all the time like just and she'll go listen mm-hmm. and she'll yeah. internalize it and give me feedback gotcha. you know but but she ain't yeah it's a little different you see what I'm saying? Like the next generation of music makers. Like I need, you know, I don't know. The young ones that I see right now, they yeah, they it's a lot it's a of lot cadence. Of cadence. Just, I don't know, it's kind of sing songy rapping is what I call it. You know what I mean? And for me, I don't know, man. Like I said, I've I've, I've heard a couple of bands that that and a few cats. Like I guess it within the millennial age demographic that they they got the ear, man. They know what's good. I think it's just not enough of them. And they're not being heard enough by the masses for it to kind of start to shift. Right. 
You know what I mean? It's frustrating as hell. That's a fact. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely frustrating. But the, all we can do, man, is is build these programs. Uh yeah. reach back, yeah. try to pull ones up, try to, you know what I'm saying, educate, you know. Um not let the generational divide yeah. you know, really take hold. You know, reach out kind to some of these like, be the old head. head you know, you know be the OG. I'm an OG. Yeah. Yeah, just you know, and be okay with it. In studios, you just have to, you know. I was I was in the studio. This is crazy. I was in the studio. Uh, I was in the studio the vault, Chris Mills joint, and I was in there with it. It had to be like three producers. Couldn't nobody have been over twenty four at the time. And okay. I played some Public Enemy for them. They thought that was Bomb Squad. They thought it was fire, right? Oh, it yeah. was, uh, you know, yeah. the Rebel Without a Pause. The, yeah. They was like, yo, that horn is fire. I tried to show wow. them the original where it came from. Wow. They was like, nah, <laughs> I'm just going to sample it from here. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah, I mean, That's what we yeah. did. It. That's what I mean. Yeah. You see what I mean? Like, I just listened to my man D Money. He dropped a mm-hmm. banger on Instagram, he a beat he did, and the niggas sampled thong songs, huh? And it's a hit. I mean, the beat he made is a guaranteed hit, but he sampled a hit. You know what I mean? But that's what they going to. You see what I'm saying? Like, they're going to use... Yeah, and and it's funny, I saw an Instagram post about that very thing, about um, cats who are, like, this whole sampling 90s R&B with Wave and how that kind of needs to stop as well. You know what I mean? I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. oh I'm, I'm, see, I'm in the middle when it comes to that. You know what I'm saying? Because I, I it, it's a little nostalgic to hear it if it's well done. You know what I'm saying? But at the same time, it's like, eh, you could have chopped, probably chopped that mm-hmm. up a little bit. Like, maybe work to figure out what that is, just a little bit. At the same time, so that's I think that's what it is. Yeah, yeah. We just we just wanted to be more artistic, but that's oh, the same thing our parents absolutely. wanted when we was jacking. They samples. Yep. You know what I mean? Because yep. we went through an era where we was just looping shit up and getting to it. You know what I mean? And then we started yeah, chopping so and hiding shit. We didn't start hiding shit until we had to. <laughs> yep. Till they started making us pay that bread. Then we started chopping and hiding. Yep. Before that, we was getting as much of it. It's spring again. Mm-hmm. Everybody knows it. Up we was taking the whole yeah. shit. <laughs> Let's yeah, get that. So might work how it is. You know? Pitch it if you got to, you know. <laughs> so, right. So I I think and and this music that they sampling is twenty years old yeah. or better, a better thirty years old. Some of it. So, what we were sampling sometimes wasn't even twenty to thirty years old. I was getting stuff from the seventies and sixties, like, and it was the eighties. That's crazy. Yeah. So, you know, like, it's just looking back, it seems different for us, but it ain't really that different. Like, for him to snatch Stone Song, that shit was out when I was young as hell. You know, even though it ain't (laughs) what you would necessarily want to sample. But I I get it. Because he looked I mean, I think that that is indicative of, if you think about it, just like where we at right now, as far as you got to get it, like make it real quick and get it out. Make it, get it out. 
you know, going back to like photography, mm -hmm. like a lot of photographers don't mm -hmm. have the patience mm -hmm. to sit there and have to develop role after role of film. And maybe they came out. You know what I'm saying? It's like, you know, versus like mm -hmm. micro chopping versus just mm -hmm. looping a whole sample. This shit translates to me both ways. You know what I mean? So Sad. I think as a photographer, it's always recommended yep. to always perfect your craft by doing it the hard way by get you a little cheap film camera, you know what I'm saying? And work on your composition, you know? Watch a YouTube video on how to scan. If you're a producer, you know, you could sample and just loop that. But see what it sounds like if you just actually like chop it and line it up on your 16 pads and see what happened. If you just mesh with the melody a little bit, flip it, you know what I'm saying? And I say that because my chop game is terrible. You know what I mean? So I'm trying to, I'm actually trying yeah, to learn about like trying to flip shit versus just looping. You know, that's just me being honest, you know? So, but once again, but now you have people who think they don't have to do that. I'm good. They're going to rock with it. Put a little beat on it. I'm good. right. You know, so photographers, right. same thing. Facts. I'm good. Put a little Photoshop, put a little, 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 little saturation on a little filter. I'm good. No. <laughs> Where the soul at? Said, no. yeah. Where the soul at? <laughs> Where the soul at? Bro, man, I'm, I'm, I'm so, so happy you correlated all of this to, to like, to it music. Because that's it really does. how, it, it all boils back to the music. You know what I mean? Like, if you can, if you can mm -hmm. find that rhythm in the music, then you can probably find it somewhere else. And if it, it you know what I mean? If, if you can find it in design, then you could probably find it with photography, but learn what the hell you're doing. Just like if you're a designer, learn what the hell you're doing. Just like if you're going to make beats, learn what the hell you're doing. Or you're going to rap, you know, like, what's your tool? Learn that. And uh, and move forward. But yeah, bro, I, I don't know. You got anything hmm. else to ask, Alan? Nah, he covered so much from a lot of different perspectives. Yeah, it's it's a it's it's a whole bunch of stuff like trivia that I think I found that I I I think mm. I'm gonna pull out on, on the, the top on the next covers. episode yeah. that we when we ask you to come back, yeah. Chris. Yeah, the, yeah, the album covers, man. Um, we gonna have to we gonna have to stretch out some more time, like block off maybe two or three hours. Bruh, man. The hip hop them, album them, list, them even list the photographer list, takes man. some time. You know what I mean? It's, it's like Baron Claiborne. Kept that shot of all of my iconic photos of Biggie, the joint with the crown on his head, the joint that was, that's my guy yeah. right there, Baron Claiborne. A lot of people don't even know who he is, but yes. he's yes. iconic, once again. You know what I mean? Jamel Shabazz captured hip-hop. He's the one who, to me, was the voice of hip-hop before people were really paying attention to hip-hop albums, because he was just capturing the streets. You know what I'm saying? Jamel, yeah. Jamel Shabazz. Jamel Shabazz. Say his name yes, again? Yeah. It's Ooh, his work okay. is crazy. Mm, gotta write that name down. Wow. Jamel Shabazz. So I know we get ready to get out of here, man, but what do you think about archives? I think man, they're, they're and their valuable, place man. in the in I the, think they're in valuable the just like, you know, historically, I think it's been proven how valuable archivists are, you know, from every generation. It's, it's uh, something that needs to be done. I mean, from ancient times, right? Like going back to ancient Rome and shit like that. And and, and the, 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 that's our like modern version of the hieroglyphics, for example. You know what I'm saying? Like there's a record of what was going on back then, two, 3,000 years ago. Mm -hmm. We still need that. We need to keep people 
funded and organizations funded whose job is to curate this culture. You know what I'm saying? We need to think about that because in 50 years, we need to be able to look back on this and have clear, succinct archives of what's going on now. You know, and it's interesting because the government does that. They have a group that they're, they're a government archival organization. Yep. You know what I mean? So culturally, we should have that too. I'm, I'm curious as to why mm-hmm. they're not. So, so yeah, to answer your question, absolutely. Yep. We definitely need to be, to be mindful and, and see the value in archive and our culture, you know. Um, and shout out to my homie, uh, uh, Cognito. Yeah. He's one of the illest living contemporary like, hip-hop archivists. You know what I'm saying? His brother, if you check out his work, man, his brother went on tour with Most Deaf. You know, there's a lot of people, mm. man, and he has his, his archive is crazy, and he living today, and he in Raleigh, you know? That's the homie right there. Yeah. Mm. He might be needing to be playing. next interview. <laughs> While you playing. Uh, we need you to... Yeah. I was, hey, I was, you took yeah, the words yeah, out of my dope, mouth. Man. I was like, Good we people. need that hooked people, up. Man. We just need to have a conversation with that brother. Yeah. Just to sit and let him talk to us. Oh wow! Um, oh, it's not yeah, definitely got to have that conversation, bro. If you could hook that up in any way, absolutely. <laughs> man, we done learned so much on here, man. I don't, I, I don't want to stop having the conversation, man. Um, but what we gonna do is, is we gonna bring you back hey, to man. do. Quarantine, you, bro. How much I'm, time I'm, you got this week? Shit, I'm not buying groceries on. and toilet paper, bro. I'm at, I'm behind his desk. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm behind his desk, bro. So I'm good. <laughs> for sure. For know. sure. For sure. Cause... So we're going to have to get back to this, uh, the top 10 album covers in hey, hip hop sure, history man. and then kind of expand sure. on this conversation while we're having that conversation. Um, And if you with that, album, yeah, we're going to have to make it. that happen mad soon, bro. So we, yeah. Sounds good. No, I was saying so we don't put them out with too much distance, you know, too much time in between the two episodes. True, true. Because there's some, there's some, there's some tidbits about album covers, man, that I found that I can't wait to share with y'all. I don't know if y'all seen them or heard of them, but it's like nuts of stuff. Like get out of here. Who would ever thought that? But um, dope, dope. Hell yeah. Um, well, shit. If that's the case, man, we gonna do it as, uh, how we usually do it, man. Uh, first of all, I'm gonna thank you again uh, from both of us. I'm sure, Alan, you could do it on your own, man. But we want to thank you, bro, for coming back, coming through here, man, and having this conversation with us and enlightening us, enlightening us with uh, all the information that you shared with us, and then you know. Having us share with oh, me, I appreciate being here, man. Giving us that feedback, sure. man. We and just appreciate time, you coming on. You know, great conversation. You know, once again, it's about the culture, man. It's about the culture and being honest and true to it. You know what I mean? Absolutely, man. This is a. Uh, it's definitely been eye opening. It's can't wait to continue it. Um, so y'all can expect a continuation of this conversation sometime this week because we're not gonna hold up. The process because we think it's, it's too important and i was going to say one of the archivist things one of the reasons we started having these conversations is because we feel like that we might not have all the answers we might not have any of the answers but it's important that people have the opportunity to go back and listen to people that cared about the art talk about the art 
you know, we can give our real lives perspective on how we felt about what was happening from people that were inside of the inside the art and of it. Um, and if my daughter can have the opportunity to go back, yeah. uh, Alan, your kids can have an opportunity to go back. Um, Chris Charles, you know what I'm saying? Your kids have the opportunity to go back and just hear these conversations and know how much hip hop meant to yeah. us, you know, and to the world at large. That's why we here, you know, and, you know, appreciate everybody that just came through and talked, but especially yeah, appreciate man. you, Chris and Alex. Appreciate you, man, for <laughs> yeah, doing this for three years, you, bro. Helping to pull it together. <laughs> Hell yeah. Uh, and with that being said, man, uh, we're going to ask y'all to go to Facebook and Instagram and follow us at Conversate for a few. <clears throat> we also going to go to ask you to go to your favorite DSP. I don't care whether it's Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or Anchor. Be sure to subscribe to Conversate for a few hip-hop podcasts. Share the show with your friends because that's the only way they're going to know that we're here. Leave us your comments. Let us know what you think. Let us know what you thought. Let us know if we miss somebody. Because uh, uh, we certainly miss yeah. people on this list of great photographers. Um, let us know about your favorite uh, album covers. Let us know about your favorite hip-hop photographers. Let, let us know about your favorite archivists. Um, rate the show, give us five mics, five stars, five bars, whatever you got, as long as they're ours. Um, stay tuned for the limited edition Futang Clan merch. We're working on that as hard as we can. Yeah. Uh, that's a lot. We're not working as hard as we can. We're going to work harder, though, this week, I promise, because we're going to get that Futang Clan merch to you. With that being said, yo, I'm Jonna. I'm Alan. This was not a podcast about classical music. Absolutely was not. This is a podcast about hip hop. Make room for the tag. Conversate for a few. Conversate for a few. Hustle. Welcome. Man, they had to send me. Hustle from Raleigh. Live from NC with your host. John and Allen relate to the two. You are now listening to Conversate for a few. Check it on SoundCloud, debate with your crew. They talking hip hop from the late to the new. From July till June end. No Fridays for me. Tune in. Please listen to this podcast. 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 Conversate for a few. Conversate for a few.